Today, I'm joined by Spanish football expert Samuel Marsden. He writes for ESPN, Diario Sport, and is part of the Barcelona podcast, Siempre Positivo. Uh, Samuel, firstly, uh, welcome to All Villa, No Filler. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, pleasure, pleasure to be here. Um, talk a little bit about the Villa. Yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, firstly, um, Macha Alamanche, he's uh, left or leaving Barcelona. Uh, looks as though he's on his way to Aston Villa. Um, so first, can you just tell us, who is Macha Alamange? So yeah, he's Barcelona's director of football, is his official title, and he works sort of in collaboration with with Jordi Cruyff, who's the, the sporting director. I know lots of these titles can get confusing, and in Spanish, <laughs> they have even, even more titles. Um, but basically, Ali Man's role is more sort of, he's more the administrator, the negotiator, the sort of, you know, comes from like a legal background. He was even the president at Mallorca over 15 years ago now. He later worked at Valencia. Um, as opposed to, I guess, a lot of people, maybe when they think of a director of football or a sporting director, they think of someone who is perhaps, you know, like a talent spotter or, you know, finding unearthing gems or sort of the the best sort of available players within your market, you know, maybe someone from like the Austrian league who's gone unnoticed or something. Whereas Ali Manj is more sort of someone who works in collaboration. I mean, and it could be with the coach, it could be with Unai Emery, it could be with the the sporting directors at Johan Langer, who Aston Villa already have in place, which is obviously how he works at Barca with with Jordi Cruyff. But his big success at Barca has been to keep them active in the transfer market throughout a complete financial crisis um, through juggling numbers through making things work obviously in Spain it's slightly more difficult for clubs because the the fair play rules which La Liga um, have in place are slightly stricter than in any other league in definitely in Europe I presume presume the world so there are a lot more hurdles to jump through Barca have to justify a lot more of their earnings they have to prove that they can afford to do certain things um, and yeah, that was highlighted by the fact that they couldn't afford to renew Lionel Messi in 2021, which was the first summer when Ali Manja arrived with the president, Joanne Laporta. So since then, it's just been a case of really sort of working out innovative ways to be able to continue to keep the squad competitive while while making savings. OK, and, uh, you know, it's not very often you'll see a high level Barcelona executive heading for uh, for, for Birmingham, for Aston Villa. So uh how much of a coup is this, do you think, for Aston Villa? Yeah, I think it's a big coup. Um, I've been thinking about it because obviously a lot of his work at Barca has been to do with, like I say, the numbers. I mean, I guess what he will bring to to Villa is, you know, in terms of, you know, extensive contracts, good negotiating skills and stuff. Obviously, the need at Villa and Premier League clubs is less, less need to be so innovative with the numbers. I mean, there are still financial fair play permutations to to tick off and whatnot and obviously you want to be as sustainable as possible so I guess he will will help there but I mean the signings and stuff that I guess Villa will make or continue to make moving forward um, I guess will still be done I mean I don't know what the situation is with with Langer Um, I don't know how much power Emery has in terms of if he's just pretty much dictating who he would like to sign and then Ali Manj will be sort of in charge of executing the plan that's that's in place but I mean it's a huge huge coup on uh, on well, on all levels, really. This is someone that Barca wanted to keep. He had a contract until 2024. Um, we were speaking about it on the podcast the other day, and my colleague Tony Juan Martí said that um, losing Ali Manj is perhaps more significant than if Barca were to lose a Gavi or a Ronald Alaujo. Wow. I didn't go quite as far as to say a Pedri, um, but yeah, Gavi <laughs> or, or an Alaujo. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's highly thought of, and he's massively to credit for. Regardless of how you view the signings, they're, they're the ones, you know, Lewandowski, Rafinha, Kunde. Um, Christensen, Kessie last summer, he's massively responsible for putting this squad together or enabling Barca to put this squad together, which is going to help them win the first league title in in four years. 
Mm. Is there is there a great deal of surprise among Barcelona fans and even disappointment? Do you think? Um, it's hard to know because obviously within like the there's a, there's a, there's a bubble who sort of really follow the day to day, and I guess there's another bubble which are perhaps slightly more removed and focused on on the pitch and stuff. And in that sense, you know, people like Ali Mann, Jordi Cruyff, even the president, so much aren't so much sort of important figures. Obviously, once mm. you're within the bubble and on Twitter and whatnot. There is surprise, yeah, and there's disappointment. I mean, he was sort of last summer with the financial levers. I'm not sure. I know it was a big story at the time. I'm not sure how many Villa fans will remember what Barca did to sort of mm. make moves in the transfer market. He was given almost sort of partly in like a, in a jokey way, but there was seriousness behind it. He was almost given like God status. People were calling him like Padre Man, Sant San Matteo Ali Man and stuff <laughs> for the fact that he'd managed to get Barca into a position to be able to make these sign-ins. Um, yeah due to his financial expertise. So there's surprise and disappointment that he's leaving. I mean, that always comes at Barca. And it's the same as like when a manager gets sacked or a manager leaves. There's always a couple of things that come out and they go, oh, well, you know, he, him and Javi had different ideas and whatnot and he didn't want to renew Dembele or Sergio Roberto. But there's nothing that's come out that's particularly surprising. I mean, the Dembele situation was completely understandable because Dembele and his agent had sort of led the club along for so long without renewing you could understand why someone would go right well that's it we're taking the offer off we're not paying you what you want but obviously he was mm. sort of overruled there by by Javi and there are a little a couple of things like that that have come out but that's not behind his behind his departure he's departed on on his own terms by all accounts and um yeah a big loss to to Barca because what he's done with the numbers I don't think there are many people that can do we're seeing the people that are being linked with replacing him and none of them have the expertise that he has from his time at Mallorca, from his time at Valencia, which was incredible, by the way, yes. to his time with with Barcelona in terms of what he sort of managed to to do in terms of knowing how the the fair play works in Spain and the ways around it to to remain competitive. Yeah, because it is worth noting, you know, how well he did at Real Mallorca, a team that were predominantly in La Liga when he was there from about 93, I think, to about 2010. And they were not a team that you always associate as being in La Liga. Um, and then on top of that, at Valencia, which has, to be honest, been a bit of a basket case, Top four twice, Copa del Rey win. Um, you know, I mean, um, do you think his achievements in Spain have been? I mean, how impressive do you think they've been? Yeah, I mean, the Valencia job is probably. I know Barca are in a time of financial crisis and whatnot, but Barca is Barca. Barca have always been sort of even throughout these times they've always been top two, hmm. um, dropping to third. I think perhaps one year, but they're always in the top four. It's never complete crisis. Whereas if you look at Valencia, either side of Ali Manjan under under Peter Lim they've been an absolute like you say I think basket case is the right word for it and for them to sort of I mean they probably didn't quite realize what was awaiting them when they got rid of him and Marcelino in 2019 after back-to-back -back Champions League finishes they'd won the Copa del Rey against Barcelona um, and yeah now they're in a relegation fight they've just been getting worse and worse every season since so I think his work at Valencia to get them into the top four in the sort of the, the lack of stability they had at the time um, to win a cup and yeah, it was was incredible. And his work at Barcelona has been good as well. As well, mm. well appreciated. Um, yeah, just 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 yeah, he's got a very 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 high reputation in in Spain. And even even this week, people are still suggesting, oh, Real Madrid might try and try and nip him away from from Villa. <laughs> yeah, it would be like Luis Figo going from Barca to Real Madrid all them years ago. Um, so uh, you know, how helpful do you think it would be? It will be to Unai Emery to have a figure like Alamange, uh there at Aston Villa to work with in close quarters. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, they've never worked directly together. Obviously, their times at Valencia were far apart. But I would presume, I don't I don't know how close they are. They've obviously, you know, Spanish circles, both been in La Liga for years, Mali manager with various clubs, Emery with various clubs. So they know each other quite well. And I would imagine, I'm imagining that Emery is a large reason why Villa of A pushed for, for Ali Manj and B, why he's agreed to go there for the idea of working with, with 
Emery. Um, and from there, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll you'll know better than me. I'm, I'm imagining a setup where Emery wants, I don't know how much sort of, say, Johan Langer has and whether he's been mm-hmm. sidelined. Or, I mean, like I say, with the Cruyff Alleman relationship at Barcelona, they could easily work in that same tandem at, at Villa. Um, just then becomes perhaps a little bit complicated if you then have a coach or, or a president in, in the case in Spain, maybe not so much at Villa, but who also wants to get involved and dictate signings or say who they want. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you also think it could be a signal that Villa, I mean, we've already signed one player from La Liga whilst Unoma has been in charge and Alex Moreno from Real Betis. Do you think it's a signal that Villa might um, be quite active in trying to buy players from La Liga in the coming months? Yeah, yeah. as much for Ali Mandas for Emery, obviously it's a market he knows, he knows players. Like you say, you've already signed Alex Moreno. Hmm. I'm sure it was a market they're going to look at because there's more money in the Premier League and pretty much every La Liga player outside of Barcelona and and Real Madrid would be able to earn more in the Premier League, whether it's at mm. Aston Villa or whether it's at a team probably coming up from the championship even, they're able to pay more than maybe not Atletico Madrid, but you know, like teams like, you know, Brighton, Brentford, uh Southampton, they'll all have much bigger budgets than pretty much every team in in Spain. So there's huge money in there. Players obviously attracted uh, by playing in the Premier League. So I'm, I'm certain that there'd be a lot of targets in, in Spain just because it's a market that Emery and Ali Mans knows, knows so well. Ali Man obviously has a lot of contacts with agents and, and clubs in, in Spain. So it's somewhere he can work. He can know perhaps, perhaps, even though I say he's not like a talent spot, perhaps he can know the situation of certain clubs where, you know, perhaps there's a bargain to be had, where there's perhaps certain sort of reasons why clubs need to sell because they need to adhere to the fair play in Spain, which was a little bit like the Alex Moreno situation, I guess, at, at Betis. Betis wouldn't want to sell Alex Moreno, but they didn't really have a choice because of their, their fair play limit. And just sort of a quick one on his time at Barcelona, you know, in the Barca era, Barcelona financially were um, just, again, I, I said the word basket case for Valencia, but it kind of became that really. Um, you know, Joan Laporte has come back in and Alamange came in with him. Um, how... You know, how would you assess his time at Barcelona? Um, what, did he did he do a good job in a very difficult period of time? Yeah, I mean, at, at the, the time of leaving, yes. I mean, obviously, yeah. history can maybe change things if they end up. And I mean, Lewandowski scored a lot of goals in the first half of the season. There's been a few doubts in the second half of the season if they end up with this Lewandowski noose around their neck because he's obviously in a contract for four years and they're still paying him and it ends up looking like a bad deal. Maybe it will change. But at, at the time right now, and I think history will reflect well regardless of what happens because they're going to win the league. I think they continue to at least stay the same under Javi, if not improve in next season. He's done done well. I mean, his biggest his biggest sort of um, credit merit has been the cleanup that he's done. Although one of these obviously wasn't hasn't reflected very well for Villa, but obviously the deal to get rid of Filippo Coutinho, even though mm-hmm. Barca paid so much for them for for them to move him on, even at a massively reduced fee, and to lose his wages was considered sort of he was given a lot of credit for that and they were like wow how's he done that because Barca have been trying to move him on for a while um mm-hmm. but players like Samuel Umtiti um just l- lots of other players that he's managed to sort of move on or reduce wages and the way he's managed to help with the cutbacks um is something that he'd be remembered remembered fondly for it's something he also did at Valencia and then funded sort of helped them sort of make the signings which built those squads um and yeah i mean he's going to be famous forever for for the levers for the financial assets that they did last year to fund last mm. summer spending which led to led to this season well it's not mathematical yet but they're two points from from the la liga title yeah i've always watched barcelona quite closely and i followed it closely last summer and i was just endlessly perplexed about how what the levers were and how they were working but uh you know um i guess uh, as a final question you know like overall you know how do you assess uh this move for aston villa 
Yeah, I'm interested to see how it works out because obviously like Aliman's strengths, if we look at Barcelona and Valencia, have been working in crisis, um, <laughs> working where he's got to find hurdle, ways around hurdles and obstacles and make things work financially. He's obviously now going to a club by relative standards. You'll have a better understanding of the finances than me, but from, from the outside looking in, a much more sort of... Um, stable financially and able to you know they've obviously got they seem like good owners that are prepared to invest you've obviously got the premier league money you're obviously knocking on the doors of of europe it seems like quite a stable project to go to so it'll be interesting to see how he whether he, whether whether he flourishes even more in that environment or whether perhaps he works best in you know those, those times of crisis when perhaps maybe in times of crisis you know objectives or expectations are a little bit lower and he's managed to sort of overcome them whereas now I guess coming to Villa from Barcelona I'm gonna, there's going to be I guess again you would know better than me I'm guess there's going to be some sort of lofty expectations this guy coming from Barcelona credited with helping Barcelona you know turn turn not I mean they're not completely turned around yet but he's certainly helped steady the ship and bring back a league title for the first time in four years and that's a major part down to obviously Javi, but also down to Ali work off the pitch and in the transfer market and negotiating. Um, so yeah, you'd imagine that in you know a normal circumstance he can now do even better. Um, mm. But I mean, it's just the the reason I'm loath to make predictions on the Premier League is obviously it's such a competitive league, and you know yeah. you, what you need, what what Villa need to do to be a success now, given they're perhaps going to finish top eight, maybe even top six this year, is to compete with clubs like Liverpool, United. I mean, Chelsea will come back, Tottenham. So it's a difficult playing field, but, you know, Aliman's in theory, can can help Villa with that. I, w- I would imagine you know, they're not going to get any worse. They're going to at least stay the same and be knocking around that top eight again next season. Yeah, well, Samuel, thank you massively for all that information. I feel much more informed about uh, Match Aliman's now as well. And so, Samuel, uh, just for those who listen and may not be aware of where they can find you, uh, where are you online and where can we see your work? Yeah, well, I'm just on Twitter, Samuel Marsden. Um, work is mainly at ESPN. Um, and yeah, Barca podcast, Siempre Positivo, which is out most Mondays um, if you're interested in Barca. Mm-hmm.